As a life coach, author, speaker, and trainer, Marianne's purpose and passion is fueled by her desire to see all women from coast to coast live life on their terms. Her guests will provide you with real life tips and strategies to inspire and empower you to create change. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone. We are live and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as a fearless living coach and career research strategist, where my mission is to equip women with strategies to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Today, I am joined by an amazing woman who is one of the co-authors in our upcoming anthology. So go ahead, um, Ida, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, my name is Ida Joyce. I am an entrepreneur and I am also, by day, a cake decorator. Um, So I do all those things that you see um, done on TV, working with fondant and all those fun things. That's my career. And then I also have a ministry um, ministering to people um, that deal with mental and emotional battles. I am a mother of four, a wife for 27 years, and I have um, three sons and one daughter, and my youngest son, uh, about three and a half years ago, was killed in a a major car accident, Um, and that's kind of where my ministry began. Wow, so So sorry to hear that. Thank you. So normally the question that I like to follow up with is what led to, um, you know, you doing ministry and things of that nature, but you, yeah. you know, quickly spoke about it. Um, so, I'm, you know, thank you for sharing that. And I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Thank you. Um, can um, you tell did, us? That, that, I was going to say that did kind of, that that's what kind of pushed me really, really kind of catapulted me into it. Um, I, I've ministered to people in the, in different areas, as far as, you know, different mental areas, like suicide, depression, all those things that I've dealt with, but this actually kind of pushed me to begin a ministry at that time for people who had lost children. Um, I realized that people lose people all the time, but when we lose, for instance, if you lose a parent, you'll go through your life saying, oh my gosh, what am I going to do when that person passes away? You know, because that's what you expect. People don't expect to lose their children. You hear about people losing their children all the time, but in your mind, you never think it'll ever happen to you. So we're just not mentally prepared for it when it does happen. So I I minister to people um, from loss of every kind but um, my heart is for people who lose children because I know the difference. Um, there is a loss is a loss, but there's a different loss when you lose a child. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. So can you tell us a little bit about the cake um, part of it? Yes. Um, actually, I am in the process. It probably won't happen for about another year or so. Um Cake decorating has been a love of mine um, from high school. And, you know, when I had my, when I had my children, I wanted to be home. My, my 
Um, my aunt and my uncle raised me, and my aunt was always home. So she did daycare, and I kind of followed in her footsteps and did the same thing as well um, because I wanted to be home and available to um, be there for my children when they got home from work and have dinner done when they came home. So I decided to do daycare, and I did that for about 15 years. And once my youngest son got into high school, I decided, you know, I'm going to go and do what I really wanted to do, which was always cake decorating. Um, cake decorating is very therapeutic for me and um, I enjoy when I get in there and I do a product and I finish it it's um, so satisfying so soothing for me so that is one part of what I what what I love to do but what I plan to do is eventually start a YouTube page teaching people how to cake decorate and how to um, you know make homemade products and do different things mm -hmm. like that how to decorate cupcakes and just how to make Cheesecakes, all kinds of different things. That that's a, uh, something that I want to eventually get into as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you hear the words transformative freedom, what does that mean to you? And it definitely sounds like that's an area that you have, you know, personal experience in. Um, transformative freedom to me would be, I think the word of God says that um, those who are free are free indeed through Christ. Yeah. So I think that when you, I won't say when you give your life to Christ, you may not feel it immediately. You are free. Um, the word of God says that, um, you know, the old man is, it, old man dies and a new man comes forth. But sometimes we don't know that mentally. Um, so it's about renewing your mind. So for me, um, the freedom has come for me through um, diving deeper into Christ and knowing who I am and whose I am so that, um, you know, I'm being transformed and my mind is being renewed and, and I'm able to stand on the promises of God. And that for me is, is an amazing freedom. Um, so many people are going through so many different things right now with the pandemic going on. You have a, a rise in anxiety. You have a, ri a rise in panic attacks. More people are taking medication for depression and all those things. And um, to be able to lean in and lean on Christ um, as a security, to me, is a great freedom. So that's what I would say is transformative for me. You know, and then just, you know, just the things that God kind of lays out. Writing. Um, writing is an amazing thing for me. I, I, I've been writing since my son passed away. I started writing consistently. Um, I'm in the process of, of you know, writing uh, a new book now, and, uh, you know, we have the anthology coming out. So, you know, God is just opening up new doors for me and, and, and bringing therapy through writing as well. Yeah, that's so powerful. So speaking of the anthology, in one quick sentence to summarize, what is your chapter about? Um quick sentence, I would say it's about knowing, knowing the queen that you are in Christ. Mm. Yes. Looking forward to reading that. <laughs> so, you know, you've spoken about one of the biggest challenges that you have faced, which is the loss of your son. Yes. What did that healing process look like? You know, what were some of the tools or what are, what are some of the things that you are still, you know, implementing to help you heal? Um, 
I, I would say, you know, the same thing, just consistently staying in my word. I mean, I've been through a lot. I was um, basically abandoned by my parents um, at the age of five. My aunt and uncle took me in, took care of me. So at the age of five, I would say I experienced my first, I've ha I had my first experience with rejection and abandonment, which kind of spiraled into um, a whole bunch of other emotional imbalances in my life. And I went through postpartum depression and a lot of different things that I had to battle through, thinking that that was the worst thing that would ever happen to me, only to, to, to come to the reality that when my son passed away, that was actually the worst thing um, that had ever happened to me. Um, and I think going through that process of God um, healing me through those things and bringing me through, I was constantly, you know, um, in my word, um, constantly meditating, memorizing things, and um, just surrounding and filling myself with um, the word of God and surrounding myself with people of God and staying consistently in prayer and um, just um, really staying focused. It took a lot. I, I mean, I went through wanting to commit suicide at one point and just all kinds of things. It took it took years and years of just constantly staying in the face of God, asking for the, the Lord to help me through the process, reading and um, um, memorizing the words so that when those attacks would come, worship was a great part. You know, the word says, um, the, put on the garment of praise. So I would do a lot of worship and praising. Um, that would that was very helpful. You know, and then I had a community of people around me who were praying for me, who were helping me. And um, those were the things that really helped me to heal through that process. Um, but it wasn't, you know, an overnight thing. It took time, right. you know, and, I, and I, I try to tell people that that's that process of healing when you're going through depression and those types of things. It's not an overnight battle. Right. It's, it's a daily battle. And it's not something that you completely overcome because those attacks continue to come back. The enemy doesn't just come one time and then just go away forever. He's going to continue to attack you in those areas. And right. It's important that you learn the tools, the putting on that armor and learning how to stand in Christ um, and knowing the promises of God are, are uh, so significant in your healing. Um, it's not something that you can take lightly. You have to use that. Your word, the sword of the spirit is a weapon and you got to use that weapon. When your mind goes to thinking all those negative thoughts, you got to speak against them and, um, you know, bring yourself to the point where, you know, you actually believe them. Because sometimes in the beginning, you don't actually believe them. You know, you feel I know I went through a process like, you know, this is not working. Nothing's happening, you know. And then um, after a while, without me even, even realizing it, I, I began to see the healing process. But it took years. It took time. You know, you know, and I appreciate the fact that you have mentioned that because sometimes when we are in the midst of going through something, especially for believers, you know, we want like instant, you know, yeah. we, we need this to be over right now. And we often wonder, we, you know, well, we're, God, where are you? Yes. You know, and why is this happening to me? So, yeah. you know, what what do you have to say about that? You know, for if those feelings start to creep up. When though, you know, I went through those many, many days. Um, and I think my greatest support was my sis my sisters, my siblings. I, there's six of us, and 
I could call my sisters. My brother is a pastor. Um, I could call them and talk to them. And, you know, it's great to have that support system because when you're by yourself and you're going through things like that, your mind goes to crazy places. And sometimes you need the support of someone to remind you, um, again, like I said, of who you are and whose you are. Because we forget. We get amnesia sometimes. We forget. We forget what the Word of God says. You know, those emotions are raging and pulling us in this direction and pulling us in that direction. And, you know, feelings are a strong thing. And we are moved by our emotions. And, you know, I think having a great community around you, a great support system, people who... Um, understand what you're going through. And it may not just be family. It could be somebody who's family-like. You know, you have maybe you're a, 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 um, don't have any siblings or you have a close cousin or a close friend. Mm -hmm. Whoever it is that's around you, you may be, you know, be able to reach out to your pastor, whoever it is. A support system is really great because I find, like I said, we forget sometimes, especially when that stuff comes. It can hit you so hard. Um that you just don't know what to do and you need to reach out to someone. So I think it's, it's very important to have someone to help you through, to pray you through. There's times sometimes when it feels like we have no faith. Um, allow God to use others to be your faith, to pray for you, to pray with you. Um, I think that's essential. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. So what keeps you motivated and inspired to keep going and not give up? Same thing, family, um, my immediate family, my other children, they inspire me. My son, as you can see, he's behind me. He's in the picture. Him and my, my he never met my mom before. My kids had this, my mm -hmm. husband and my children had this picture done for me um, last Christmas. And um, he never met my mom before, but they had the picture put together. Um, of course, you know, she's, she's, she's never, she, she passed away when I had, when I had my first son. So she didn't see the rest of my children. Um, he's been a great inspiration to me because looking back, um, I became very um, close to his friends, his, the community, the town that I live in is a very small town. So we're very close knit. Um, and hearing the, the stories that the children gave us, told me, hearing the stories of parents who came to me and said, you know, he really helped my child and, you know, my son was struggling and he helped this person and the inspirational messages that he left behind, um, you know, were just amazing to me. And he was a fighter. And I remember he struggled because he didn't get on the basketball team junior year. Um, and he really wanted to be on the basketball team and he came home and he didn't get on. And he said to me, you know, he was really upset about it or whatever. And you know, I told him it would be okay or whatever. And he somehow on his own came up with, okay, I'm going to go and just um, engulf myself in something else. So he started doing, he started, he became more active in um, track. Mm -hmm. And he began to break records. He began to win races. Mm -hmm. And it just brought something out of him. You know, he loved track. He was like a whole different person when he got on that track field. And the following year, um, before he passed away, he was supposed to be captain of the team the next year. And his coach would tell me after he passed away, he said, you know, he inspired the team. He would tell the kids, you know, 
talk to the kids and tell them, you know, get it together, tell them what to do. He would tell them when they would come in and the coach would say, what's today? He would say, another day to become better. You know, he would make comments like, um, starve your distractions, feed your focus. You know, so things like that, because of the desire that I saw in him, because of my, of the, uh, the push through that I saw in him, it has inspired me to keep going. I know as, as people, when we lose kids, it's like, you know, you, you feel lost. When you lose anybody, sometimes you feel lost. But parents, you know, especially the close to them, when you lose someone, um, you got to find a way to keep going. And one of the things that helped me was imagining him sitting in front of me. What would he say to me if, um, if he were, if, if he was able to come back and tell me what to do with my life. And I believe because of the way that he lived his lived, lived his life to the fullest, he would say to me, mom, I want you to do the same thing. And I think anyone who loves their loved one would say that to him. I want you to live your life. Yes, I know you're gonna miss me. Yes, I know it's hard. I know I'm gone and it's difficult. You're gonna have those days where you cry. You're gonna have those days where, you know, you go through the uh, moaning and the groaning and, you know, all of those things, but keep going. So that right there is what inspires and keeps me going. My children, watching them and seeing how they've overcome this situation of their baby brother, losing their baby brother and how they've continued to try to carry on his name. And my son has started, started a clothing line in his name and just the amazing things that they do in his memory. They started a, um, a studio, they have a, a music studio and it's it, my son's name was Nicholas. Um, his his initials were N A J. So um, the name of the clothing um, line is um, the Naj Collection, and their their uh, music business is called the Naj Factory. So mm. that's a way that we have. That's the thing that we've used. We've used his the inspiration that he left, and we kind of inspire each other by the things that we do. You know, I um started you know. Uh, my ministry and stuff because of him. Right. So that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And, you know, the fact that he has impacted so many lives, you know, not just family and it continues on and, you know, with the siblings, you know, with the music business and the clothing yes. line, just continuing to pay it forward. So that's really beautiful. So what inspired you and what led you to say yes to the anthology that's coming out? Um, uh, I think part, part my sister, Linda, uh, she's one of the other authors that are on there. She texted me and she said, you know, um, she had made the decision to be, to, to be a part of the anthology. And she said, I really wish you, I really wish that you could work it out somehow and get on there. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, Lord, I would love to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, and I prayed about it. I said, you know, if my husband is in agreement with us using this financial stuff and getting, you know, involved, then I'm going to take that as your yes. And when I talked to him, he agreed. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm on board. Um, you know, I wanted to do it. And I just was like, you know, I don't really know, you know, kind of back and forth, but she was the one who really encouraged me, her and Leslie, Leslie, you know, kept saying, kept asking me to, you know, I really want you to be on here. I really want you to be on here. So, you know, I had already started writing. I was writing, um, I, you know, I have a blog and stuff. I started a blog for 
people who lost children and stuff. And so, um, you know, my sister Linda was like, I think you do such a great job. I really, I really think you should be on here. So that's kind of what inspired me to do it was um, them. And then, you know, again, my husband was like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, love to see you do that. So that's awesome. that played a huge part in it as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So what are you currently loving and what's currently bringing you joy? Um, currently, I would say, you know, like I said, with the cake decorating, um, that brings me joy in the process of, you know, um, you know, what, something that really brings me joy, I would say too, is, um, I am on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and my ministry is called defeating the giants on Instagram and on Facebook. And what brings me joy is when I put up something on my page and people come on and talk about how much it helps them and how um, they kind of see things differently and how it's inspired them and, and blessed them and given them new hope. That, is, that really brings me joy. Um, I think that's one of the greatest things is when God uses you to lift people up who are in dark places. It, it's a it's a blessing because I feel like when we do that, when we when we kind of take the focus off of ourselves and get out of our own space and stop worrying about just ourselves and start worrying about other people, you know, I have other people who've lost children um, since my son passed away who I, I you know contact and just make sure they're okay. And you know, I had um, one of an, uh, another parent out here. Um, his daughter was sick and she passed away about a year ago, and he came across my page and he said to me, you know, every day I come on here and I see stuff that makes me, this gives me hope. You know, I feel like my daughter is, is with me. And I said to him, I said, you know, he is, she is with you. She's a part of you. She's a part of your heart. You're going to always carry her in your heart. She's going to be with you wherever you go. As long as you keep her name in your mouth and her memory, um, out there she's going to be remembered so that brings me joy to know that people can find comfort in something that god has used me um to share um uh, you know some of the times i've talked about times when i've gone through tough times you know my son was not the only one who passed away he was in a he was in a, the car accident was um he was uh out celebrating his friend's 17th birthday and they had gone out paintballing and one of the uh the mom of this the child whose um birthday it was had asked another student to take them to go out to eat she had to go home and that student was driving recklessly with the kids in the car he survived and all four of the other kids died so it wasn't just me losing someone you know this community lost four great children yeah. and um so you know, being able to um, minister into people's lives ha has been a great blessing. Yeah, and then, you know, in addition to the four individuals that lost their lives, the life of the survivor, because he will have to carry that for the rest yeah. of his life. Yes, yes. And, you know, I, 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 I pray for him. Um, I sincerely have asked God to help him to forgive himself, to find some way 
to possibly go out and speak to other kids who are, you know, maybe just getting their license and tell them, you know, don't make the same mistake I made or whatever it is that God just just for him to for God to use him in some way that it won't go to waste that he won't um, just continue on his life and nothing useful will come from it. So how do you recharge and re-energize? I believe that self-care is something important and that every woman should be partaking in. So how do you take care of Ida? Um, I have found, for me, wrestling videos, a lot, lots of R&R. &R. Um, I am a person who has no problem nowadays with telling people I can't do something or saying no. I try not to overbook myself with things. I try not to put too many things on my schedule because, because I deal with battling depression and all those emotional things. When you overwhelm yourself, it kind of pushes you back into that. So you gotta be careful. You gotta really take care of yourself. You gotta get the rest you need. I think it's important to make sure you're exercising, be aware of what you're eating and doing all those types of things. So I try to be, consistent with it every week i try to you know be obedient to god and have a day where i just kind of chill out you know refresh renew um because i find that when i don't that's when i i, I find myself um very emotional and and having having a struggle through um, my daily routines um sleep is very important i think you got to make sure you get the proper amount of sleep um, you know, and just balancing your life out. You got to balance out your life. Don't make your schedule so crazy. And, and don't be afraid to tell people you can't do things. You can't do everything. Right. Um, God didn't create us to be able to do everything. But sometimes <laughs> we try to take on so many things at one time. You got to pick and choose what is most important. And what most, what's most important for me is spending time with my family um, making sure that they're okay, especially after losing my son, making sure that they're okay and together and taking care of myself and making sure they're taking care of themselves. So those are, those are the things that I do spend time with my family. Um, you know, get, I get my rest and, um, all my dad in my downtime, I do my writings and, and a lot of different things, um, to kind of bring myself back to balance. Awesome. You know, and I love the fact that you spoke about boundaries because that's one of the things that I, you know, teach and work with my clients is on setting healthy boundaries because oftentimes, especially women, we are always saying yes to everything yeah. and everyone around us except to ourselves. Yes. And, you know, saying no to others and to things that are not pleasing to you or feeding you, being positive to you. Yes. You're telling yourself no. Yeah. So I love the fact that you, you know, that you yes. have those, you know, healthy boundaries. So as we get ready to wrap up, you know, is there anything else that you would like to mention or um, talk about as we get ready to close out? Um, the only thing I probably would say is, you know, if anyone is interested in hearing, you know, some of my stories, they can go to Facebook or Instagram. Like I said, it's, it's defeating the giants. Um, you can check out um, I, the one on Facebook. I just started. I had originally had a page called life after death mm. for my son and i just started um the defeating the giant ones defeating the giants um uh recently so um there's not as many posts on that one they are on instagram because instagram you can just 
um, change your name without having to go through the process of going through Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook, you got to go through, you know, the name change and all this other stuff. You got to jump through hoops for them. So um, <laughs> if they are interested in hearing anything, um, if anybody is dealing with, like I said, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, abandonment, rejection, um, insomnia, I dealt with severe insomnia so bad to the point that I literally thought I was having a stroke because one side of my body just began to, to actually go limp. And I thought I was having a stroke. Um, that's how bad the insomnia was. I mean, I wasn't sleeping for weeks when I was going through postpartum depression and stuff. And it, it was it was hard. It was so hard. So, um, you know, I had to work through that, um, you know. And, you know, I tell people, if you need help, get help. Don't yes. be afraid to talk to your therapist. Don't be afraid to talk to doctors. Don't be afraid if you need to take medication. There's nothing wrong. It does not make you weak if you have to take medication. I've taken things and things that I am no longer on. So it's not like you can't ever get off of them. You can get off of them. So people need to know they think they feel like they're going to be addicted or they're never going to be able to stop taking things and they're afraid to, to, to use things. You know, you need to just talk to the doctor and just say, I want to use something that's non-addicting and um, have them, you know, give you something. You got to be honest and you gotta um, confront your issues and and not be afraid to because if that's the only way you're gonna overcome them. Right. So that would be my suggestion and what I would leave with people, you know. And that life does get better. Just get past the day that you're in. It does get better. Awesome, awesome, very beautiful. And I'll make sure to get you know the exact name of your page. And it'll be in the show notes so our audience can find you. And our last question as we wrap up is. When you hear fearless living, what does fearless living mean to you? To me, fearless living means being able to live life in the way that you um, choose to live it. Doing what it is that you choose to do. My dream, my desire is to eventually be home again. And I want to become a full-time author. I want to be writing I want to, like I said, I want to do going to doing the videos and stuff for my cake business. Those are things that I want to do. Um, I'm in the process now of trying to do my office over that I have upstairs. And, um, you know, so that it can be a place that I enjoy being in when I um, when I'm here. Um, I'm believing God for those things. So living fearlessly to me is stepping off the cliff and knowing and trusting and believing that God is going to answer your prayers and um, give you the desires of your heart as we walk in obedience to him and and follow his lead um he's going to open doors so i think those doors coming open and walking in obedience are are living fearlessly awesome awesome thank you so much for thank you, you know being vulnerable with us and talking to us amen thank you Thank you once again for tuning in to an episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope that the conversation with Ida was inspiring and motivating to you. Make sure that you check out the show notes so you can definitely stay in touch with her. And as she spoke about grief and loss, make sure that you, if this is something that you are struggling with, that you speak to a mental health therapist, speak to your doctor. And as she stated, don't be afraid 
to take medication if that's something that is going to be beneficial to you. And as always, remember that you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that podcast was beneficial to you. Be sure to click on the subscribe button, leave us a comment and share. We look forward to connecting with you at our website, MarianneRiveraDannert.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Remember that you are fearless and fabulous. You are a priority and you matter. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.